Welcome, market participants, to another Three Things in Credit. I'm Van Hesser, Chief Strategist at KBRA. Each week, we bring you three things impacting credit markets that we think you should know about. This week's cover story in Barron's is, Higher Rates Are Here to Stay. Hmm, wonder if it's too late for a do-over. Now, this week, our three things are, one, the great monetary pivot, back to the future. Two, big risks. Is the U.S. election one of them? And three, market fear. Some measures have it at a low point. Does that make sense? All right, let's dig a bit deeper. The great monetary pivot. Now, be honest. Did you see this coming? For what it's worth, in more than 30 years of looking at markets, I cannot think of a more dramatic pivot in markets on not a lot of new news. The narrative underpinning markets through at least the back half of 2023 has been the same. Significant monetary tightening is working to bring inflation down. The economy, including the labor market, is performing better than expected, aided by elevated consumer savings and net worth, and a higher for longer rate environment is needed to bring inflation convincingly back to the Fed's 2% target. Here's the market's reaction from September to today. The 10-year Treasury has gone from 4.1% to 5%, where Jamie Dimon warned it could go to 7%, before plummeting back to 3.9%, and where Jeffrey Gunlock warned it could go to the low threes in 2024. As for stocks, the S&P 500 has traded down 9% since September, before bouncing 14%. What has the Fed done since September? Surprised markets in September with its call for one to two more hikes in response to a stronger-than-expected economy, signaling at the same time that rates will be higher for longer by taking its year-end 2024 forecast for the policy rate up to 5.1% from June's forecast of 4.6%, only to reverse course this past week, signaling that not only would no additional hikes be necessary, but three cuts in 2024 were now in the forecast. So to summarize, in the back half of 2023, the Fed has changed its year-end 2024 rates projection from 4.6% to 5.1% back to 4.6%. It's changed its year-end 2024 real GDP growth forecast from 1.1% back in June to 1.5% to 1.4%. Its year-end 2024 inflation forecast has gone from 2.5% to 2.5% to 2.4%. In other words, the underlying narrative really hasn't changed. The Fed's forecast for rates, economic growth, and inflation really haven't changed. But we got breathtaking volatility. Now, that might just be late-cycle markets being late-cycle markets. But two points here are worth making. One, the Fed seems to be suggesting that it does not see much risk of recession absent some sort of unexpected shock. That's good news. And two, it is now presumably more difficult for the Fed to walk back its decidedly dovish stance without damaging its all-important credibility. That removes a bit of uncertainty from investors' lists of concerns. But here's a perspective that's not getting a lot of play. Through it all, the Fed is signaling that it sees a material slowdown in economic growth in 2024, from above potential in 2023 at 2.6% to below potential in 2024 at 1.4%. And therein lies the rationale for rate cuts. Now, an important question yet to be answered, will rates be cut simply to go from restrictive back to normal 
or will rates be cut to stimulate a sagging economy? The answer appears to be a bit of both. Meanwhile, credit spreads are well inside long-term averages and equity valuations are stretched. We believe it would be wise to keep a check on exuberance. All right, on to our second thing, biggest risks. We participated in Deutsche Bank's annual global market survey this past week with more than 500 other market participants around the world. In response to the question, which development, up to three, poses the greatest risk to market stability in 2024, we selected the following three. One, a hard landing in the U.S. Two, central banks hike unexpectedly. And three, U.S.-China trade war flares up. Now, the first two guys selected, hard landing in the U.S. and unexpected central bank rate hikes, were two of the top three risks selected out of 33 possibilities listed by Deutsche Bank, while the U.S.-China trade war was well down the list. A couple of observations. One, we found it interesting that, yes, 37% of respondents, the most in the group, said a U.S. hard landing was among the biggest risks. Remember, you could select up to three. In homage to Charlie Munger, who famously said, invert, always invert. That means 63% from Mr. Munger's perspective did not believe that was a significant risk. Interesting. An unexpected central bank rate hike, the third most often selected risk, picked by 18% of respondents, means that the vast majority, 82%, do not see it as a top three risk. In China trade war, 94% of respondents did not select it. In fact, only two risks, the aforementioned U.S. hard landing and the U.S. election result, were named by more than one in four respondents. That tells you that there's a lot of things on investors' radars and not a lot of consensus as to which of these is most likely to upend markets. For what it's worth, 4% named something else, and 1% said 2024 was likely to be without major risks. Now, I wanted to comment on the second most named choice, the U.S. election result, named by 26 of respondents. The U.S. presidential election always comes up as a concern among investors, and yet I just don't see it being all that important to markets, despite the stark differences between the two most likely candidates. A couple of observations. One, this is a global poll, and there's always a fascination and a bit of unfamiliarity among those outside the U.S. with what goes on inside the U.S. Two, historically, presidential elections have had little impact on markets. And three, the current political divide in the U.S. is less along ideological lines that could affect corporate earnings or interest rates and more along cultural lines. In terms of past returns, in year one post-election, the S&P 500, our proxy for risk assets, rose on average 8.3% according to Fidelity. That's less than the 10.1% average annual return of the S&P since 1957. We also do not believe the Fed unwittingly alters its modus operandi during election years, another common conspiracy theory. We believe FOMC members, for the most part, are focused on the data-driven tasks at hand. I'm sure it will be a drama-filled election season, one for the ages, but I just don't think it's going to pose a significant risk to market stability. All right, on to our third thing. Where's the fear? The VIX, usually referred to as Wall Street's fear gauge, has plummeted to COVID-era lows, and at 12, it's well below its 30-year average of 20. That doesn't sound like a lot of fear. CNN's Fear and Greed Index, 
That's the one that measures the mood of the market through seven technical factors in risk markets. That is squarely in the greed category. And the American Association of Individual Investors survey shows that nearly half of respondents expect stock markets to rise over the next six months. It's well above its long-term average. In credit, let's look at the newly rolled out credit VIXs. The investment grade measure at one-month volatility is also at pandemic-era lows and well through its 30-year average. High yield? Ditto. Just not a lot of fear out there. Interestingly, KKR is out with a report that forecasts 2024 to be among the most attractive new vintages and opportunities in some time across the credit spectrum. It also acknowledges that there is fear in the market, largely related to existing portfolios. The firm expects further deterioration in corporate fundamentals as businesses continue to adjust to a higher for longer interest rate and inflation environment. Importantly, however, it adds that they do not foresee a collapse or a sweep of defaults in either public or private credit markets. All of this tells us that risk markets are in agreement that, at the moment, risk is confidently dimensioned and under control. And we would agree with that. One of the things that gets distorted and exaggerated, in our opinion, in the 24-hour news and business news cycles is the importance of what crosses the tape. Sure, if you're trading, each impulse creates a zig and zag in the market. But pulling back, so much of that is noise. As we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, if you go back to the Fed's first rate hike in this cycle, March 16th of 2022, the equal weighted S&P 500 is 4.4% lower than today, and high yield spreads are 11 basis points tighter. That's not much change through the fastest hiking cycle in 40 years, the falling away of the most consequential fiscal stimulus ever, and the outbreak of two hot wars it suggests that there wasn't much economic damage done at the micro or macro levels through the hiking cycle as yet, nor is much expected. Are major economies slowing as a result of credit conditions tightening? You bet. But the expectations, going back to Deutsche's poll, is that a soft landing is the most likely outcome. Not much to fear about that. So there you have it. Three things in credit. One, great monetary pivot. Don't lose sight of why rate cuts are deployed. Two, big risks. Honestly, there's not a lot of uncertainty out there, and we don't expect the U.S. elections to be all that disruptive. And three, market fear. Clearly, there are some things out there to work through. The impact of higher rates on leveraged finance and commercial real estate, for instance. But all in all, a lot of this feels manageable. As always, thanks for joining. Don't forget to check in on KBRA.com for our ratings reports and our latest research. Another tumultuous and surprising year is drawing to a close. We'll take a couple of weeks off to recharge for 2024. Have a safe and enjoyable holiday season, and we will see you back in a couple of weeks. All the best. Hello, listeners. Join me, Van Hesser, KBRA's chief strategist for in-depth conversations with credit experts in my new monthly podcast, Leading Voices in Credit, where I'll interview market professionals on the latest trends in credit markets. That's Leading Voices in Credit with Van Hesser. Subscribe now.